Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Xbox Game Pass gang, welcome back. This is the ninth episode of the Xbox Game Pass show, and we are here to bring you all of the best when it comes to the news and the leaks and the upcoming coming games and our first impressions of things like all the awesome games on the Xbox Game Pass. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and <clears throat> you can clearly tell by my um, wonderful voice that I'm still trying to get over this cold. Sorry that we're late on this episode. We're a few days later than we planned to be, but we're knocking it out anyway. We're still going to get you an episode this week, and I am here as usual with my co-host, Sam N7 Legend. What's up? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear that you're doing a little bit better at least. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing really well. We have some pretty amazing games to talk about and it might have been all for the better that we delayed the episode by a couple days because there was some new games that got announced within the past couple days. Right. So yeah, yeah. Some big news came out over the last few days. So we're going to be covering that. We're going to be going over some of the stuff that's leaving soon as usual on the first half of the episode. And then the second half of this episode, we've got some of the new stuff that we're going to be covering, um, including uh, the big one that came out over just the last week, uh, the ascent, and I'm going to be covering Omno, which also came out this last week. And you're covering some interesting stuff, including uh, the Falconeer, which I haven't tried. And I see that you dipped into Fallout 76, actually, which yeah, is interesting. Yep. Um, there was an Adam Sessler uh, YouTube video that came out in like the last week. And he's pretty well known in gaming circles where he basically posted a, a YouTube video that was like, hey, guys, this game is good now. You should go play it. <laughs> it was basically the whole point of the video, which is pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to get into that stuff. But why don't we kick this off with some news and updates? What do we have going on? Right. Uh, so as people who play on Xbox already know, if you have Game Pass, Destiny 2 has been on Game Pass for Xbox for a while, but it's rumored to be coming to PC. So crossplay is also supposed to come to Destiny 2 within the next month. And those two things might coincide. This is some hot news. I love me some Destiny 2. And I own it. I own all the expansions. I bought it when it was, the new expansions were on sale on Steam. And I have that for PC and I haven't played through them yet. So the fact that this is coming out PC on Game Pass and crossplay is happening means that especially once I'm once I'm getting over this cold thing and I'm going to be able to play some more games with the Game Pass gang. Guys, if you want to dive into some Destiny 2 with me, crossplay on PC, I'm, I'm down for it. We got to we got to kill some of these, you know, space goblins and stuff because I, I got to catch up on this stuff. This, this game's awesome. 
Yeah, I um I gave Destiny one a try, the first one, but I don't think that I've played the second one. I played the first one for maybe an hour and uh the the story just kind of lost me don't worry about the story it's space wizards the whole thing doesn't matter that much what matters is the shooting is freaking amazing the things you kill are great the mechanics feel awesome and you play with your friends you get cool guns and that's you know that's the only thing you really got to worry about it's good it's all good simple enough simple enough like uh yeah sounds like kind of like how people played the division but yeah space yeah and you know, when you play it enough, eventually you start to pay attention to the story. Then you're like, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll actually like the story too. So, um, maybe, maybe I care. Yeah, maybe you care. But the shooting, the shooting is good enough that really, if you never even get to the story bits, that that's all really all you need. You're totally fine. Well, that's good to hear. I'm probably going to dive into Destiny 2 at some point. I have a few friends that have been bugging me about it. But we also have some news about a game that I know you've been playing. Mm -hmm. This game was just added to Game Pass. It's called The Ascent. And it's basically Cyberpunk Diablo. But the news element that came, not just that it was added to Game Pass, but that PC players may have noticed a slight difference in graphics depending on how they're playing. Yeah. If you're playing with Game Pass, you're probably seeing some different things than if you're playing with Steam. This is super weird because I played with it and I have a 2080 Ti card, so I can turn on uh, ray tracing and uh, DLSS. Um, and it did take a uh, frames per second hit, but I didn't notice a change in the graphics quality. I did notice it got really stuttery. So I figured it was doing something, but I couldn't tell what it was doing. So I turned it back off and then I just continued playing it. But then I later on saw the news about it. So it, it obviously something's borked and they're obviously going to have to fix it, which they said they would. So hopefully they could, you know, fix it sooner than later. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, they said that they were going to look into it and I'm sure they will probably just, uh, something they didn't foresee happening with the way that game pass, um, you know, runs its code or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there are some games leaving soon. And by soon, I mean, August 16th. So mark your calendars. August 16th is when a lot of these games are not going to be available anymore. And these are Darksiders Genesis. That's leaving console and PC game pass. Final Fantasy seven. I know that there's going to be a lot of people who are not happy about that one, but that is leaving game pass. So console and pc mm-hmm. there's also train sim world <laughs> never got around to playing that one uh but that one's leaving as well and there's don't starve giant edition never played that one as well that's a that's and a fun one that, that's a like if you like uh creepy little survival games where you collect and kind of if you like indie games like that it might be worth diving into that one while it's still around just to check it out see if it's worth uh purchasing with the discount that you get or waiting later for there to be a big sale on it. Um, but I would recommend trying that one out if you haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't haven't tried that one out. And maybe it's worth mentioning uh, for anyone that's listening is that when I'm saying that these games are not going to be available anymore, they're not per se leaving the Xbox store. Those are just leaving Game Pass. Right. So you will still be able to buy it after it leaves Game Pass. But while it's on Game Pass, you are going to get a discount if you're of course, a Game Pass subscriber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there's a couple more. There's Ape Out on PC. Did you play that at all? I haven't tried Ape Out, no. 
No, I, I obviously hadn't tried that either. Uh, my PC is coming at the end of the month. <laughs> that is, uh, I've calculated it out. That is uh, when I think I'll be able to get it. Nice. Dude. But then the big one, of course, that's we mentioned last week, and there's no definitive date as to when this one's leaving, but because games leave and enter around the 1st and the 16th of the month, I'm thinking that GTA 5 is leaving on August 16th. Okay. Yeah. Or the end of the month, probably at the latest. Um, there was another article that I, I saw the headline for. I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, but it does seem that across the board, um, the, um, uh, the publishing company for, for GTA, uh, uh, what's the publish take two Rockstar? No, Rockstar is the developer, but it's published by take two, I think. Right. I'll have to look I'm into this because sure. I'm not clear enough on the details, but something something having to do with somebody involved with GTA and the companies involved with GTA are um, made some sort of announcement that they are forward against putting games on Game Pass, which was interesting and a little bit odd to me. Um, I'll have to clarify that before I speak a little bit more on it. But um, I thought that was odd. Hopefully that means doesn't mean we're losing, you know, Red Dead online also because that's a fun one to have on there. So we'll just, uh, yeah, we're have to I like, I like having red dead online on there a lot. Um, and I think that brought a lot of players to red dead online. I'm not sure how many players are still going to play if it's not on game pass, how many people are going to go out of their way to yeah. buy red dead online? Well, I'm it's, not sure. It's pretty, it's pretty cheap regularly, at least on PC. Um, like right now, at least for the last few days or week or however long it's been on the Epic store, it's been like 10 bucks and if you buy it on uh green man gaming as of like today is the last day of the sale you get it for like eight dollars or something so that's just the online component of it um so it sometimes it even goes on sale as low as like five bucks so it's it's not an expensive product if you're looking if you're looking to just buy it on sale sometime i don't know how cheap the console version gets but um you know we'll just have to see i guess yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, but let's jump now to the recently added games to Game Pass. That is, uh, we're going to start off with Omno, a game that you have played, which mm -hmm. I'm very anxious to hear about. This game looked pretty cool, and I almost downloaded it myself. I Actually, I can't remember if I can on, on uh, Xbox One, but if I can't, yep. then I, yeah, yeah, then I will definitely download that one because this looked reminiscent of some of those, you know, early 2000s adventure platforming games. So, um, really anxious to hear about that one that came to console and PC Microsoft flight simulator. Of course, this is like our third or fourth week talking about it, but it is kind of a huge addition to the series X and S game pass, because this is the first time a flight simulator has ever been on console or my Microsoft flight simulator. Right. Rather. And there was a lot of news going around in the like you know, news website circles of like, this is amazing. It's actually out on a series X and you need to try it on series X because it looks amazing and it's beautiful. Um, I haven't tried it. I downloaded it. I haven't had a chance to play it. Um, but yeah, it seems like one of those games that is just gorgeous. <laughs> so if you're looking for like a really relaxing game to fly over like the pyramids <clears throat> or the, um, statue of Liberty or something like that, that <laughs> it seems like a, a really good one to try out. Yeah. And there's, you know, millions of locations, I think. So yeah. it's probably going to be 
pretty hard to uh, exhaust all of your options there. <laughs> I flew but, over your house, yeah. Grandma. What? Just to let you know, <laughs> that embroidery looks like hell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Ascent also came to uh, Game Pass, as we mentioned, for console and PC. We'll be talking about that one a little bit later. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Lethal Legal... Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> lethal, the, le the lethal legal let's try place. this again let's try this again because there are no lawyers attached to this game i wish lethal there was league <laughs> lethal league blaze easy for me to say you set lawyers uh, on fire it's a lawyer it is, brawler <laughs> it has been apparently a longer day than i thought and uh <laughs> so there's lethal league blaze uh -huh. and uh that's coming to console or that came to console cloud and pc and it's kind of an a cartoony arcade fighter game that kind of reminded me of some of the older dragon ball z uh fighting games i can't remember the name i want to say budokai but i don't even know if that's what they were called dragon ball there z. were some that were called that i don't remember which yeah. ones they were but yeah the cartoony ones and except the premise for lethal league blaze is that it's a high speed ball game setting mm -hmm. so like think of like dodgeball but you're supposed to like fight each other with the ball yeah it's almost like highlight it's like the ball is smaller smaller and you're like whipping it at each other and it's like bouncing around and the other person catches it and throws it back at the other person um it's pretty intense looking but it's also very cartoony so it, it seems pretty cool it's kind of got these like edgy cartoon graphics yeah yeah. Yep. And it, it looks like, you know, the way that it plays, it's probably going to be similar to a party game like Gang Beasts, mm -hmm. where you have a few friends over on your couch. Actually, I don't know when that's going to happen with COVID <laughs> and whatnot, but, yep. you know, you have your family with you, maybe, and uh, <laughs> you can play that way. Uh, but the final one that was just added with very, very little fanfare was Project Wingman on PC. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw anything about that, Tom, but mm -hmm. it is a jet fighter combat game. Yeah, it, it seems like one of those traditional, you know, fly a jet around, shoot a bunch of things with rockets, blow up other jets, you know, dogfighter kind of game. Uh, these were much more common in the 90s. I feel like this was a this was a trend back then on PCs. It seems like it's kind of in that vein rather than in something like the flight sim vein. It's more of a like arcadey, arcade yeah. you know top gun fighter kind of game yeah uh definitely and it looks like a cross between battlefield 3's fighter jet system with ace combat and ace combat actually used to be on game pass i played it before it left i wasn't too impressed just because when it comes to arcadey fighters i prefer them to be like battlefield 3 like just part mm -hmm. of a larger game mm -hmm. you know yeah um and when it comes to flight simulators, I'd rather I'd rather them be them themselves. Uh, so th those are the games that were recently added to Game Pass. There are also some games that are coming soon, which I mentioned at the beginning. There was a whole list of games that were announced today, right? Today yeah. or was it yesterday? The days uh, are blurring together. Maybe both. I mean, there was <laughs> there's a, there's much stuff coming. So um, hey, let's just go down the list. We've got Skate coming to console. Mm -hmm. Have you played any of the skate games? I have. They're hilarious. Uh, I love <laughs> Lots skate. Lots of real-world uh, physics. Like, your foot yeah. lands not on the board and your dude, like, face plants. There's also some uh, very unrealistic physics, which <laughs> are the most hilarious parts of it. Right. If you haven't seen what I'm talking about, go ahead and do yourself... <laughs> 
do yourself <laughs> do yourself <laughs> do yourself a favor and uh, go ahead and open up the YouTube machine and click in Skate Three Glitch Compilation. Uh, no, but seriously, it is pretty funny, and uh, I I don't know. I think I think the last Skate Glitch Compilation had me crying laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, there's and, like and the these Tony Hawk series, happen. and then there's the Skate series. They're kind of like polar ends of the spectrum. Yeah skate doesn't take itself too seriously i think but it's in the other way like the tony hawk side yeah. is like you do like these series of tricks that you never ever could possibly do in a run like if anybody's been watching skating in the olympics it's like they pull off one trick and then land it and everyone's like oh my god they landed that you know in tony hawk it's like you pull off three tricks in one jump and then you grind and then you manual and then in, you go into another trick and it's like all of these tricks all like just chained together in a way that would never be possible in the real world skates more like that you pull off one trick at a time kind of thing right but then it, there's also the whole glitchy video game aspect to it as well yeah if tony hawk is need for speed then skate is forza Right, right. Yeah. Plus funny, glitchy video games. Plus hilarious glitches. I would love yeah. if Forza had some funny glitches too. Yeah. Uh, right. Like your doors just make fly off more every so often. Yeah. That would be, yeah. that'd be awesome. So we also get, uh, coming soon, Dirt 4, Rally, and Rally 2.0. So if you want, like driving around in the dirt, then you have lots of options for that coming to console. Um, these are definitely for people who really like rally racing. Like if that's your thing, yeah. And if you like rally racing and you like having that dude sitting next to you in the British voice going, "Next turn on left, turn on right, ninety degrees." Oh, you've gone and done it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, then these are the games for you. Uh, Grid, which is kind of like the Rally and Dirt series, except not on dirt. Um, and then there's Art of Rally, which seems like a kind of an indie rally game, which probably to me seems like more fun than the, than the rally games was, I played. was someone in like microsoft's marketing team super into rally or like this know, week it, or something i don't it, know like is it rally like, season all, is rally they season all came at the same time and they're from different developers is, so it's like yeah is the this fall, was a concerted effort is the fall rally season like i don't even know this somebody's yelling at their podcast machine right now do you guys have podcast machines? Is that a thing? Um, and then also we have Solitaire Collection for Microsoft, <laughs> which is, uh, if you look at the artwork on this, is classic. It's got like 1990s Solitaire artwork on there. Um, and then, and this one's probably the best of the group, Hades, which is probably one of the best roguelikes I've played in a long time. It got a lot of rewards in the last year or two after it came out. Um, this game is a like top down hack and slash everything on the map go as far as you possibly can until the hordes of the underworld overwhelm you and then you have to start over but you get stronger because you unlock new stuff and new weapons and then you go through it again and every time you go back through it you unlock new things and you go down different paths and then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again you unlock new things and you get more powerful and more powerful every time you do it until eventually you challenge hades himself in order to escape the underworld and the other gods are helping you along the way. And there's a whole little storyline that goes along with it. And I won't spoil too much, but it's it's a great game. It's absolutely worth playing once it comes out on August 12th. And that's coming to console, cloud, and PC. So now you said worth that you said that the objective is basically to get through as much of the horde as you can. Yes. Is it possible to beat the game? 
Absolutely. If you are, oh, okay. if you are one bad mamma jamma and you're really good at pushing buttons and dodging things and hitting stuff and not getting hit, then yeah, you can, I mean, I'm sure there are speedrunners who can get through the entire dungeon and beat Hades the first time and just make their whole way through the dungeon and just get out the first time. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm, I'm not them. But, but I will tell you that it, I probably, it took me maybe four hours of playing before I confronted Hades for the first time, which I feel like was pretty good. Like I got all the way to the end of the dungeon after only about four hours. I think I, I pr it was probably like my 15th, 16th run through the dungeon, which isn't that many attempts. Ultimately, I didn't unlock a whole lot of stuff before I was able to go confront Hades and I got to his second phase and I got his health bar down to like this tiny little sliver. I was so close. I was so close. I almost freaking killed him. And he's your dad too, which is kind of also frustrating. Freaking dad throwing me back down in the, into Hades, sending me back to Hades, you know? Now the cover <clears throat> art looks like, uh, it kind of looks like Samurai Jack. Or, yeah, okay. Do you play as a katana wielding guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're the son of Hades. You are kind of this schmarmy sh uh, demigod, uh, kind of badass, schmarmy dude. And you get these different weapons, which are all like these famous weapons from like Greek mythology. So like one of them's like a like a gauntlet that you hit things with and then one of them's like a spear and then one of them's like a sword and then you know like um and you start with one but then you unlock other ones as you go through um and then you get special abilities so like uh zeus will like show up during one of your runs and he'll be like oh you're fighting against my brother hades are you well here why don't i lend you a hand oh can't wait to see you topside and then he's like, all of a sudden, you know, you're doing like electricity damage when you dash or something. Right. So but it's cool because like the more you do this stuff, the more you get power ups from these other gods who are trying to help you get out of out of hell, basically. Um, it's cool. It's a really cool game. I've probably played or watched too many Disney movies because every time you say Hades, <laughs> I'm thinking of like James Woods, Hades from Hercules. Yeah, no, it's not with like the flaming blue hair. You know? Yeah, no, no. The, the, the Hades of this one, like you get down, like he's like at his like pedestal, like just like it's almost like he's in his office and he's like standing there and then you like reappear down in, in like, you know, back in your home down at like the, the base of you know, hell or where Hades is where it is at. Right. And then you kind of walk back through and, and he says something like, welcome back, junior. How was the, how was your time trying to go to the surface again? Decide to defy me again. Did you, you know? And then you're like, yes, yes, father. Well, you know how it is. <laughs> and, it's, and they have this like rapport going on and it, it's, it's well-written. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely have to cover that in the second half of one of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to so hear I want to hear your on perspective on it once it comes out because I think you'll have like I could talk about it because I've already played it, but I want to hear your like fresh eye perspective, especially early on going through it. Like, 
without having seen everything, you know? Yeah. Especially because I haven't played many roguelikes before. So Mm -hmm. I think this will be interesting for my going in and maybe I'll stream that to be a little bit masochistic because I know like anyone that watches my streams, like I'm very easily irritated. I think sometimes when I'm (laughs) playing, you're going to get, you're going to get so many like rooms into it. And then all of a sudden you're going to die and you're going to be like, son of a, like, <laughs> that's it yeah and then you're gonna be like, i'm back here at the beginning again what <laughs> okay but and, there's, and but there's a benefit because you go back and you unlock stuff and you're like oh cool now i get this okay now i'm gonna beat things up better i get it okay cool okay so it's not like completely yeah. starting over oh no no like you okay you the things you collect as you go through like and there there are like that's the way this stuff works is that once you realize how the unlock systems work you can focus a run on a specific thing so you you start to realize i'm not going to make it all the way through on this next run so i need to focus on collecting this type of uh resource or this type of currency because i'm really close to unlocking this next thing so now i'm just going to focus on getting as far as i can and getting as much of this currency so when i'm given the option of going to room a or room b and room b gives me more currency then i'm going to choose room b so now i'm getting as much currency as i can instead of as much resource as i can right we'll just generic um so yeah you're focusing on currency 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 as you get through and so that run you got 300 of the currency instead of you know 100 of the currency which means you hit your goal of unlocking the next thing you wanted which means your next run now you've got that equipped instead of what you had before and now the stuff in that first area you've been through is not only easier because now you have an upgrade but you've also fought those things like 10 times and you're better at fighting them because you just have done it more so that's that's the beauty of a roguelike is that you you get better from practice but you also get better from upgrades so you level up and your character levels up well i will uh i will certainly when i do try that i'm gonna stream it because i think that Mm. might be something pretty funny to watch yeah it's kind of it's kind of neat to see like how how you get better at stuff and and you learn things like oh those characters explode when you hit them so i need to hit them from a distance and like oh those guys freeze you so i need to stay away or you know like and you don't know that until you fight them right there's no way to beat the learning curve ahead of time Uh, exactly so exactly yeah but speaking of games that you know we've played why don't we go to the middle of the show all right here we go have you ever wondered how deep the elder scrolls lore rabbit hole goes Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. All right, friends, thanks for hanging out with us. And as usual, thank you for everybody who lends us your support, who tells a willing ear that they should tune into the Xbox Game Pass show and who joins us in the Xbox Game Pass gang to play games. I know I've been 
MIA lately. I've been uh, dealing with a cold. I've, I've also, uh, personal stuff, I've changed some of my uh, migraine medication, so I've been adjusting to that. And life with a uh, semi-permanent headache is kind of difficult. It's kind of hard to play games with people when you feel like the world is fog and you kind of don't want to look at computer screens. So, um, so I'm starting to do better. Hopefully, things are on the mend, but, um, man, I can't, I can't wait to play some more of these games with you guys. I'm really hoping that things are going to be better. And especially with some of the games that are going to be coming out in the future. And like, I mean it when I say, Hey guys, let's play some destiny Two because I love me just, I love me some destiny Two. That would be awesome. I want to play more red dead online. We played some of that. What was that? A few weeks back, Sam. And that was awesome. In fact, I bought a copy of it for my son so he can play with us too. And um, I don't know if you have you guys watched uh, the uh, NPC man shorts, uh, little short sketches on YouTube. Epic and no, you need no. to look this up. Epic NPC man, because they're, they're hilarious. And there's a character. It, it's like these funny little sketches of like, what if the NPC people were real people? And then, you know, like video games are real and they is the ridiculousness of it. Right. And there's a character named Balin who's like the fisherman guy. And he walks the same route every day and he just goes. He goes, morning, good day for fishing, ain't it? <laughs> and that's all he says. <laughs> so my son, I was like, what kind of character are you going to make in Red Dead? What kind of, what kind of cowboy? And we're going through different things. He's like, what if I just make Balin like a, you know, like he's a fisherman. <laughs> so we made him look like Balin from the series. Anyway, so he's going to be Balin the cowboy. Um, and he's going to join us play and that stuff too. So it's going to be fun. But anyway. I, I digress. Thank you for everybody who helps us and supports the show by even just sharing with the friends, sharing a review, any of that stuff. All of that is extremely helpful and we really appreciate it. Um, what do we say we get to the rest of the show? Here we go. All right, so... <laughs> I want to hear about your experiences with the Falconeer, Fallout 76, and Fable 3, and then I'm going to go into the Ascent and Omno. Yeah, I got the triple Fs going on. Yeah. The yeah. Falconeer, Fallout 76, and Fable 3. So, starting off with the Falconeer. Uh, I didn't play this game for very long, and there's a reason to that. <laughs> One pizza slice? <laughs> I'm going to get... Okay, so I'll start off with my bad rating. And then I will justify it. So I'm going to start off with rating the Falconeer at probably about three pizza slices. Mm. The main reason was it's like, I don't even know if the premise for the game is a good one. <laughs> because okay. like if I were a venture capital firm and someone approached me about making a video game with this idea, I would be like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, you know, this, this is going to have to require a lot of uh, really impressive, you know, graphics and technology to mm -hmm. make it a good game. And the premise of the game is basically that you are a Falcon rider and it plays very, very similar to Ace Combat. Mm -hmm. These, you know, really super arcadey jet fighter games where it's like the story is so generic and doesn't matter and uh it's mere it's merely like it's just there to provide a reason for the gameplay right but the right. gameplay isn't great 
I mean, the graphics so, look nice. I, I can say that for it, just looking at the screenshots here. You're on this cool-looking giant falcon thing, flying around, shooting at bad guys. From your falcon. I imagine that that's about as deep as the gameplay gets, right? That is about as deep as it gets. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you have to gain speed by diving, so it uses real-life bird aerodynamics. <laughs> Real bird aerodynamics. You should say that if on the back like, of the box. <laughs> If you are uh, like super, super into birds, you might really love this game. <laughs> I should say that on the box as well. <laughs> For people who are a, super into birds, especially really big ones. And yeah, if you're like real life bird you know, there's physics. the whole stigma about, oh, I'm a horse girl, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a bird girl or then, guy or bird guy bird or being, or non-gen non-specific non-gender like <laughs> eat either or or neither no nor, yeah. whichever um if you're just bird a bird person. person then maybe this is your thing right so three uh, out of three out of eight pizza slices. three out of eight i think that's no, probably no. as I'll, two two out of eight i uh, Three, three and a half. I'll give it. Oh, three okay. You're going. Um, up, you're going a little higher. So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I guess the good thing is that it didn't take like a long time to download because <laughs> it's only one and a half gigabytes. <laughs> so, okay. if right. I had to wait an hour to play this game, I might be a little bit pissed off. <laughs> okay. Just because it's like, you know, it. You play it for thirty minutes, right. maybe forty-five minutes. But for some people, uh, one and a half gigabytes might take them an hour because they may not have good internet, and then they True. might still be pissed off. So, yeah, this True. is a warning. If you are not a bird person, this might not be the game for you. Which is why you should Aww. listen to our podcast regularly. All right, I think you've probably yeah. said enough about that one. Why don't we save some yeah. time and move on to the the more interesting ones? Um, Fallout seventy-six. Fallout seventy-six. What do you think? Yeah, How'd that I go? think that this game has come a long long ways okay. uh, since it was released and i'm one of the people who bought this game like a month after release maybe mm -hmm. uh so not long at all and they hadn't yet put in npcs when mm -hmm. i first played it they hadn't yet put in a lot of different dynamic quest lines and and it was super other glitchy. than that <laughs> yeah it was super glitchy yeah and the world felt so empty. It was insane. Yeah. Like, I understand the premise was that, oh, we need to rebuild the wasteland. Right. But how are you going to release an entire Fallout title uh, and then put the work on the players? You know, like the user generated <laughs> content is cool. Right. And I'm glad right. that Bethesda fosters it, but don't abuse it. It was too um, much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they that realized said, it's almost three years later. They've realized their mistake. Yeah. How does it feel now? Now it feels like a fallout game. Oh, uh, now, now it's not, you know, it's it, don't get it confused with one of the other standalone single player titles because it doesn't play exactly like that, mm. but it plays like a fallout game and you can play it alone if you want. I think it's much more fun, much more compelling if you play it with other people, just as a lot of these multiplayer games are, you know, sea of thieves might be fun alone definitely more fun with other people right uh, right you know. although uh, when i'm doing a lot of the quest questing in 76 i do the story quests by myself most of the time i don't mind redoing them and helping other people out with them but the first time i play through them i'm often doing them by myself because i want to play through them at my pace 
and I want to catch the dialogue. I want to just kind of work through them on my own pace. Um, but then like if my wife's playing through something and I, I, I've already done it, I, you know, or I have friends who are playing it. I, I have no problem saying, Hey, why don't I jump in and help you out? You know, Hey, there's a tough enemy at the end of that. Do you mind if I come join you? You know? And they're like, Oh yeah, come on. Um, and I'm totally happy to do that as well. So it's kind of nice to have the option because you can kind of take it how you want, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, that's something that I think they, it's weird for me to describe it this way, because if I were to describe it this way as constructive criticism to Bethesda years ago, I would never have expected my description to be enough that they could fix it. But what I'm going <laughs> to say is that I really enjoy picking a direction in, in Bethesda games, you know, walking, seeing what I can find and then stumbling upon things like, Oh, I just stumbled upon this amazing item yeah. or, this weird, funny encounter that I then never thought about. And when I first played fallout 76, there wasn't really much of that at all. Uh, and now I feel like they've brought that back. So do you have examples of fun stuff you've run into or? Yeah. Like yeah. So I was just walking in, uh, I think North or Northeast of where I spawned and out of the vault. Okay. And I came across this, uh, like, uh, I think it was an airfield. Mm -hmm. And then there was, you know, like a big fight that I did. And after the fight, there was a vertebra that came and dropped a care package, which was super cool. Yep. I didn't even know that could happen. <laughs> and I've never, you know, benefited from a vertebra like that in a fallout game before. And then me and the other dudes who like joined in on it, just split the loot and it was great. So the loot that you picked up from that was instanced to each of you. Oh man. So you like, there's no way that those other people could have taken what you would have gotten out of that, that bin. Yeah, so you, no, I didn't, I didn't stuff. lose out on anything. I didn't exactly. feel like I missed out on Right, anything, right. But so, there, there's no way uh, that you would have like, that's the thing is like, had yeah. you not rushed over or something, you still would have gotten the same items from that. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, they were, you're up at the, uh, uh, what was that? Morgantown air, air base. Yes. Um, yep. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, uh, and I like how challenging it is. It's, it feels more challenging than fallout four than fallout, new Vegas fallout. Well, maybe not new Vegas because the Cazadors in new Vegas were <laughs> something else. Yeah. And the, and the death claws are just like terrors in new Vegas. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, so are there death claws in 76? Because I have not yet run into them and I'm kind of terrified that I'm going to. There are, there are, um, things in 76 are now, uh, custom customized to your level so they're they mm. fall within a spectrum of your level um but while you're leveling up to 50 is probably where things are going to be most difficult because you haven't min maxed your perk cards yet so you're you're relying basically on which perk cards you get and what weapons you find so they don't always line up great but once you hit level 50 you might go oh i've got a you know i've got a bunch of perk cards that make me better at assault rifles and i've already got a pretty good assault rifle so i'll just use those for now and so now i'm doing you know plus you know a total of 50 percent more damage with assault rifles so that works pretty good Which this is the only fallout game where you could play an adaptable character like that yes and uh, the most recent uh big update allows you to have more than one uh uh, rework of your perk card selection. You can actually change not only your perk cards, but your stats. So you could have uh, you by default, you get two, but you can unlock using your atoms that you can unlock by 
just doing stuff in the game uh, or or by purchasing or by signing up for Fallout first. There's a few different ways to get those, um, but you can unlock uh, more of these. So you could have so theoretically you could have the um, the character that you build from the beginning with, you know, the stats, the special stats that you get. So the S, the P, you know, the strength, perception, all that stuff. And so let's say you go a high strength build that's melee heavy you do like a melee build and then you decide okay well now i'm now i'm at at level 50 or higher that's where the level of the weapons kind of top out and you want to do like a gun build so now you can use your second one redo your your special stats and your perk cards and make yourself like a rifle build or a minigun build or a shotgun build or whatever and then you could do that and then let's say you go okay well i really want a third one so I can switch all my stuff around so I could have a crafting build that doesn't have anything to do with combat. You could use the atoms that you've collected by unlocking things by just knocking out some of your, you know, your goals while going through the game, buy that from the atom shop and then create a crafting build. And then you can just put the thing in your, in your camp that allows you to swap between each of those and just go to whichever one you want to use. Yeah, and I really like the idea of experience as currency. And so, and you know, we're talking about the atom shop and completing these things and getting atoms and spending them on real in-game items. Mm -hmm. I really like that idea. And in fact, I wish they had implemented that somehow in Skyrim because they had the, uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was like the the Bethesda-made mods Mm -hmm. where you could spend points on them. Anyway, it would have been nice in Skyrim. Um, so, and I really like the uh, experience as currency thing because it leads me into my next game that I want to talk about. But before I get there, Fallout 76, I'm going to give it 7.6 wow. pizza slices. 7.6 pizza What level did you get up to? Uh, 20 something. 22 maybe? Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's getting more fun the higher level I get. So, yeah. I, can, I can see that certainly... And if you play on Xbox and you are playing 76, you want someone to play with, hit me up because most of my friends don't actually play 76. So yeah, we've got a lot uh, of people on the robots radio server or on the discord server who play. So, so yeah, I'll have to drop mm-hmm. a line in the Lorecast channel maybe, or mm-hmm. somewhere in the, in the discord uh, server, because that game is, if you're going to play with friends, I'm going to say that that game would be an eight. Eight out of eight pieces. Oh yeah, dude, the, the yeah. wackiness so. you can get into with your friends, super. Oh good. yeah, super fun. Um, I will take one. You know, I was being facetious with seven point six, so I'll give it seven seven pizza slices. Mm-hmm. I'll take one pizza slice off because uh, because I don't have friends. No, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> because um, they did mess it up at first, and yes, they've rectified <laughs> a lot of it. They've rectified a lot of it, um, but. There's just so many things in the game where it feels like, uh, and I know that this was the design, but so many things in the game that feel like you have to have friends to like play with mm-hmm. to make this a thing. Um, so yeah, I know that that's like the design, uh, but that's just me being a stickler maybe uh, <laughs> okay. about experience as currency. That brings me to my next title that I want to talk about, which is a longtime favorite of mine. And I recently re-downloaded it. It's Fable 3. So I have, I think, two days of game time on Fable 3. Wow. <laughs> and you're going to be shocked to hear that 
Uh, well, actually, we've talked about it before, but any, anyone listening might be shocked to hear that Fable 3 is the only Fable game I've played. Oh, my God. You need to go back and play 2. You gotta play two. <laughs> that is exactly everybody like telling the, the you that. Same I'm sure. Tone, uh, yeah, that I've heard, and it's also it's funny to me uh, because it's the same way I reacted to when you told me that you had skipped over Mass Effect one and two and just gone right to three. No, no, I went to two. I played two. I played oh, a little bit two. of one, oh, okay. but then I went to two, and I played all of two. I played all of two. Yeah, um, and like you know, I got like halfway through one. I got through halfway through one, like a board with it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, the gameplay in this is so slow. Sentiment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the world's um, great, but, but the gameplay was so slow. Um, but like two, I was like, this is great. Fable yeah. Say that the first one is the best. Mm, no, two, two takes the ideas from the first one and it finishes it. Like it, it mm. works them out. Um, the first one took like had good ideas, but um, the second one took those ideas and grew them into something else. Fable three then took those ideas and ran like sideways. <laughs> it was like, mm. was like, cool. We did this. Let's go way over here. And it was like, no, like we don't want to go over there. Let's, so this is so nice over here. Would you say most fable fans kind of disown fable three as being part of the, uh, the series? It's, I mean, it's part of the series, but it's very different. It's, it's mm. not, I mean, it's, the tone is very similar, but the way it feels it feels rushed it doesn't have the same uh pacing it's, it's uh, yeah it's a little bit hamstrung from the story the story kind of takes over the game whereas in fable 2 it feels up into us i mean there's definitely a certain point in fable 2 where you, the world the story takes over and then all of a sudden you're like forward in time and things kind of change but it, it's a lot more about like the world reacting to you and you just kind of going about and doing things. Um, whereas fable three is more about the story. Fable two is more about you and the world reacting to you. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And God knows I am a, uh, really good. I'm a big sucker for a good story. Uh, so I mean, there's definitely a story part of, part of the in, reason why I like you as well. And the story gets more prominent as you go through the game which is probably why they continued through into that in fable three, because fable three kind of continues the story of two and it just, Oh, it does. Yeah. It just gets, it's just, it's like the, the story gets more and more of a firm grip over the game as two continues into mm. three. That makes sense. That makes sense in terms of a trilogy perspective. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm going to have to download Fable 2 and Fable Anniversary Edition. That's the remastered one. Yeah. Uh, because I, those are both on Game Pass. Right. I tried the beginning of the Fable uh, Fable 1 Anniversary Edition and I didn't continue playing it. I was like, okay, I see what this is doing. But if I was going to do this, I would just play Fable 2 again. <laughs> so did you play the original Fable 1 before Anniversary Edition? I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. But it felt so gotcha. similar to Fable 2 that I was just like, I still feel like Fable 2 does this better than Fable 1 did. I'm definitely going to have to play Fable 2 because it's, you know, from what you've just told me, more like somewhat of a prequel to Fable 3. Uh, so mm -hmm. we'll definitely have to play that. Um, that being said... I really thoroughly enjoyed Fable 3 and I enjoyed, I didn't even play any of the multiplayer aspects of it. Like I never took advantage of some of those aspects, which are a pretty large part of the game. Like you can get married to and have a child with another player. <laughs> right. Uh, 
I didn't even know this until, you know, the little fable uh, progress tracker things like enemies killed, uh-huh. you know, gold obtained, things like that appear in fable three. Well, I was just playing uh, before we started the show and one of the progress trackers that came up had most sex partners in, in at once. Like you can have an orgy, yes, I guess. Yes. Which I never yeah. even knew. Yeah, you can and get for me, you like it's STDs. like one. You can. Um, one? I, I didn't even oh, know yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. You, have, you can buy prophylactics to make sure that you don't get STDs. Um, yeah, I, I, I just found like the the cutest little like shopkeeper in some little village and just married her, and then and then we moved into like I think we moved into a little. Uh, oh, what was it? It was a little wagon. We lived in like a little wagon. And I owned everything by that point too. Like I didn't get married until like close to the end of the game when I like owned everything. But and your I, wife's like, why are we living here? I just moved her into a wagon and I was like, you stay <laughs> here, honey. I'm going to go back out on some adventures. And I just left her here and I would come visit on occasion. And then I just go head back out. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds even worse than how I treat my family in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty bad uh, somebody needs to do a movie about all the families that we have in video games and how they're all just waiting for us to return <laughs> and then they find out about our other families in other video games oh man they destroy our console from the inside yeah they get like they yeah, yeah. somehow they come into the real world and then they hunt us down that would be amazing yeah. hey dj that Steve. would make a good movie yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah that's and and so I thoroughly enjoyed Fable. Of course, the the writing is still Fable. I think it's still humorous like that. Uh, It's quirky and charming. And uh, yeah, I really like Fable as a series. So definitely we'll check out two and then one maybe after that. If I'm Uh, remembering correctly, I think you can bring your two character over to three. Oh, really? That would be cool. I think Um, you can. Or there's something about your two character that affects your three character. I don't remember clearly but it's it's been a long time guys that's pretty cool um yeah i'll have to try that out uh certainly well uh i'm gonna give fable three eight out of eight pizza slices an entire pizza because i just i had so much fun playing it and uh i still have a lot of fun playing it i was wondering if some of the sheen had worn off uh after years of letting it sit on the shelf but it hasn't and uh yeah, it's still the graphics, of course, are old and dated now, but it's still the same old game. It's still just as fun, I think, leveling up the different weapons that you get, and you know, shaking hands, belching in people's faces. Same old wacky NPCs walking about. <laughs> Everybody talks yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a really gaudy accent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, mind your manners. Yeah. And then meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's the most polite person on earth, but they're okay with having the largest asshole for a king. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not okay with it because you do lead a revolution, but you know, right. Um, right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You got to go play but, yeah, two. You got to go play two. And let me eight out of eight pizza slices. And if you are correct about two, then I will probably give two like 10 out of 10 pizza Ooh, slices or 10 out of 10 eight. out of eight like a pizza you know what we should do is if something gets more than eight out of eight then we start giving it toppings yeah it's like or what of, if it's like an entire like, whole pizza supreme like a eight out of eight pizza slices plus garlic knots yeah breadsticks and garlic knots and a, now i want some garlic knots. and a greek salad on the side um <laughs> that sounds delicious all right well, uh, so let's see. Let's dive into. I'm going to do Omno and then let's do the Ascent. Um, so Omno 
and the ascent both came out recently omno more recently than the ascent i believe um Omno is a cute little puzzle platformer explorer adventure game. This is in the vein of, uh, it's not as actiony as something like Spyro the Dragon. It's not as platformer. Oh, yeah, it's not as platformery as something like that. Um, but it's cute. It's one of those games that you just kind of zone out. The world is, you know, full of these vibrant colors and these funny little animals and big animals and everything has a little name. And when you walk up to it, it, it gives you a, like you can hit a button and find out its name. And it tells you a little bit, of, you know, like these are the little froggy things that like to swim in the mucky water and like, you know, and they're shy. And basically you're walking through the world and you're climbing over rocks and things and you're finding um, little glowy bits that unlock other glowy bits that move things around that unlock other glowy bits. And then you get little upgrades when you move up to the, the next little section of the world. And then you explore that section of the world. And then you unlock more glowy bits that explore another section of the world. It's super chill. Um, if you like those kinds of games where you're just constantly figuring out new little puzzles, exploring new stuff, finding new stuff, and you just love, you know, really beautiful graphics and simple, simple, uh, geometry based shape kind of graphics with like um simple colors and and bright you know lights and things flying around and that that kind of stuff um then this is definitely a game for you it's the kind of thing that my wife and my son like to play together because they'll pass the controller back and forth and they'll figure out the puzzles together and that kind of thing it's one of those like chill out in the evening after a long day and just kind of pass the controller back and forth instead of you know blowing the heads off of things and you know, fighting. Zombies yeah, it looks serene. Yes, it looks very serene, very serene. And if that's it, if you're into that kind of game, this is totally your, your type of game. The puzzles aren't overly difficult, at least in the first three or four levels that I've I played like the first two levels. I watched them play through like the third and fourth level. Um, it's really it's really pretty chill. I don't know that if it gets more darker, sometimes games like this get darker as it goes on. And then like you find out, Oh, there's an malevolent force and you have to stop it. I don't know. Um, so I don't know if it gets more stressful or more that much more difficult. The puzzles get a little bit harder as you go, but again, nothing particularly hard. The, the most amount of stress that you're going to have that I've seen in the first four levels are like, oh, you have to backtrack a little to get to this other little orb thing that you moved the thing to now get to. But it's re again, really not bad. Yeah. I mean, it looks, huh? it looks like a pass the controller, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like dude. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're on something, then this game is going to be totally, if you have a real big screen TV and you're on something and turn all the lights off, then this might be the game for you. Um, Put if, your noise canceling headphones on with yeah. some chill step. <laughs> yeah. Then, then this is going to be an entire pizza with some extra um, types of herbs on top for you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I would give it a, this gets like a solid, I think it's a solid seven out of eight, you know, like this is worth trying. If this is your thing, if this is not your thing, then it's not your thing. Just don't, don't download it, but totally worth playing. Otherwise, um, the only reason not to do it is it's, it's kind of slow, you know, it's, it's not actiony and it's not, if that's just not your thing, that's not your thing. Um, then there's the ascent. So the ascent is the most cyberpunky game that's come out in the last 12 months. And that includes Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077 
obviously it was a game that came out too early. If you want to hear more about that, go listen to Cyberpunk Lorecast. We talk about it all the time. Uh, they are still going to continue making updates to that game because they have a lot of things that they need to add to it to hit the things that they were promising were going to be in there that are still not in there. The world in Cyberpunk 2077 is really cool. The world in The Ascent is like a really dirty, futuristic, cyberpunky world with aliens and things like that. This is like, it reminds me, did you ever see those old like heavy metal cartoons? Do you ever watch heavy metal from like the 80s yeah. and 90s? Do you remember those? That like really grimy, dirty kind of cartoon aesthetic with like really bloody and like, like everything's just kind of gross. And like, that's what this world is like. It's like the world is just this industrial trash bin, the cyberpunk trash bin. <laughs> Dripping with sinew and... <laughs> yeah, everything's yeah. rusty. Yep. The world is overpopulated. Everything's gross, but yet there's still high technology and, you know, neon lights and those kinds of things. And it plays kind of like a, um, you know, it's like a, a dual stick shooter. You know, one stick moves you around, the other stick aims, you pull a trigger to shoot, you toss grenades. Um kind of a looter shooter type of game. So like you said, like a Diablo in a cyberpunk kind of world, the uh, you work your way through levels, you kill enemies. They're kind of a boss guy at the end of a level. You work your way through, uh, you go back after the, the initial level and go to like the city hub. There's a main quest line. There's a bunch of side quests you can go on. There's shops where you can buy things and sell things. Um, you can go on the next quest and you can go fight enemies and, and do more of that, more of that kind of stuff. The one thing that this game feels like it's missing is more loot just dropping out of everything. If I could add more, it would be give me more stuff just flying out. Give me more guns I mean, give me more stuff because that's what we've been trained for in these games. Diablo is just constantly throwing more weapons out there, even if it's just whites and grays that are just things that you're just going to sell. At least it's dropping stuff all over the time. Borderlands is constantly dropping you new weapons and most of them are garbage, but at least it's dropping new stuff. And you're going to go sell them. But every so often, something's out there that you're going to get. And you're going to be like, oh, I like this. Throughout the entire first like tutorial level, you get like one new weapon that's worthwhile. And by the end of it, you have like one or two. You get like two new armor upgrades, like new pants and a helmet and maybe a shirt. Um, and then like you play through the next section and, and like you get a few new things. But it, they don't come very quickly. That's what I want. I want more of that stuff faster. What I do like about it is the um, playing with your friends is nice. Uh, the the world looks awesome and um, the mechanics work pretty well. You know, the shooting at things, the dodging out of the way, the tossing grenades, the blowing up things, the kind of funneling enemies into areas. You even have a mechanic where you can like duck and hide behind things and then pull the left trigger to put your, your gun over the environment that you're hiding behind to kind of shoot over things while you're hiding, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's, it's got a lot of potential. I just, I'm, I'm only through the beginning of it and I've only played with one other person and I've also played by myself. So I haven't played with a, a group of four. I did know the, I did notice though, that if the other person goes down and you don't help them back up fast enough, you both lose and you have to restart from that section, which to me is kind of odd. Like it seems to me that that person should be out and then somehow you can get them back by like, completing the next section of the level or something 
but that, yeah, mechanic, that makes it way harder. That makes it way harder. It also is hard because in order to get them back up, you have to like go to them. You have to hold down a button and then the little meter fills, but it fills very slowly and you can't be shooting at guys while the meter's filling. So if they're down, you have to clear all the enemies that are currently on the screen before you even risk pulling them back up because the other enemies are just going to shoot you because you can't move. So if you can't kill the rest of the enemies yeah. fast enough, then there's no way to get them back up. And then you're definitely not going to get them back up. And then you're definitely going to lose. So it seems like one of those things where it's just kind of a, you know, you're just stuck and you're just going to have to restart. So, right. Um, right. That I find that to be a dilemma. Maybe that's because the game's designed to have four people playing together in which those situations are easier to navigate because you can have you can still have one or two other people shooting at everybody else while one person pulls the other guy back up, which makes more sense. But I don't know. The other thing I noticed is that um, when playing local co-op, when I got a new weapon, the other person got the same new weapon, which was weird. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that's why kind of we... immersion breaking. Yeah. Why? Why don't we have different accounts like we have different yeah. accounts? Why don't we have different gear? That's odd. Um, so I thought that was weird. I'm there with you about the lack of loot. I've played games on both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. and I prefer like loot, loot a palooza, you know, I'd rather <laughs> like, have too much. All the yeah. Things. Then not enough. Too much can be annoying, but I'd rather have too much than not enough. Just in, there's like a, a really good, just enough point where you get stuff that pops yeah. out, but it, it doesn't feel like half the game is just loot management. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I, I I do this all the time, but I'm going to have to equivocate it back to Morrowind because Morrowind's <laughs> loot system, in my opinion, was one of the best loot systems in any video game. Huh. One of not the best, but one of. OK. Yeah, mainly because there was a lot of loot, but most of it was dog crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when but you I got something truly stellar, it. it was like a God item yeah, and it but, was like, yeah, right. But I don't <laughs> mind it if you can break it down and use the item for stuff or sell it. And it, it basically, it's just more money. Every time something pops out, there's that potential of like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? And that's fun because you're like, oh, what's this? Or, yeah. or it's equivalent, but it functions differently. Like maybe you're like, I'm tired of the SMG. I wish I just had a shotgun so I could just run up on these guys and just blast them really hard with one shot. You know, maybe you want the equivalent of a weapon, even though it's not technically better for DPS because you want a different play style because, because that guy has a sniper gun and you want to be the guy that runs up close that provides cover, you know, to give your sniper time to pick other guys off, you know, like that's great. Give me the options. How, how much of the loot issue do you think is merely UI focused? Like how much of it is, how is the loot presented to the player versus what the loot is? If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, you, you get the loot by opening crates, the loot comes out and then it says like, you have this thing. Do you want to equip it? And then you can even equip like two different guns and swap between them. So I don't know. You don't have like a big inventory list. I think it's, right. It's and more so a, when it gives you the weapons, it's, yeah. it doesn't make like a whole hullabaloo about it. If right. you get like a sweet weapon, right. it's not like big down. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. Right. And it totally could. It totally could because the yeah. game is like dripping with style. Like it looks yeah. really good. Yeah. I don't know. So 
uh, for right now, I give it like just on a initial played through bits of the beginning of it, played by myself, played replayed through it with somebody else. Um, I would love to try it with four people and see what that feels like. But I'll give it a I'll give it a benefit of the doubt. I'll give it a six. I think that it's the kind of game that's meant for four people. You play it with four people, you get far enough into that game, and you start getting a diversity of equipment with four people, and it'll really start to shine. You spend some time in the in the town unlocking some of the different abilities and things, and everyone has kind of their own builds going, and this probably becomes a really interesting game. But in the early parts of the game, there's, you know, it still feels a little bit lacking. That's my early prognosis. So six out of eight. Well, that's still good enough that I want to try it. Yeah, I definitely. And that's why I'm going to say a six, because a six is like you should try it out. If you're into this, these style games, you should definitely try it out. See what you think. And give it a cutoff for trying. Is it like four? Is four pizza slices the cutoff? Four is like, really? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four is rough. But that's where I am on that one. So that gets a six out of eight. So so awesome. All right. Well, that's those are our uh ratings for this week on the new games. We'll be back next week, probably on Monday, as usual. And um thank you for everybody being patient with getting this episode out a little bit later. And you got anything else going on, Sam? Anything you want to share? Uh, well, uh, this is now my weekend. So Thursday, oh, yeah. Fridays are my days off. I will be streaming some mass effect in addition to some other games. I'm going to post in the game pass gang channel there in the discord and let them know that I will be playing some Daisy as well. Um, I'm not sure how many new games I'm going to be trying, but I do still have Vermintide, which I was yeah. planning to play with you. Yes. Uh, so we need to get I will be available two other people the to join two days us to play that in that. Let's let's try and I'm sure play we that. can we can get two other people. Okay, let's try um, and, let's try and get that going. No. Um, I've got uh, tomorrow might be pretty busy, but let's see if we can try to get that going. But yeah, I will be streaming, of course, on Twitch uh, at N Seven The Legend, and uh, of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, that's at N Seven Legend. Uh, pretty much everything is in seven the legend uh because some jerk out there took in seven legend and i'm never going to forgive him for it yeah well that's yeah as you shouldn't as you should as you shouldn't forget as you should well, some, never for- some jerk took robots radio uh on I know, twitter right and then you had to put an underscore in there no right who else would take that that's not even a thing that wasn't a thing until i came around it's not i mean you search it nothing else comes up Jerks. All right. Well, I've got my regular shows coming. Uh, all the stuff at robotsradio.net, including my shows. So if there's a lore cast out there, there's a not an 80% chance it's one of mine. So if you're into everything from Mass Effect, which is our show, or Fallout, or Elder Scrolls, or Cyberpunk, or Dungeons and Dragons, or a bunch of other things, uh, Witcher, and um, you just want to check out some new podcasts, go to robotsradio.net and uh, check out that stuff. Otherwise, come join us live. We do this show usually on Monday nights at twitch.tv slash robots radio at 1030 p.m. Eastern and otherwise on many of the other nights during the week at that same channel, 
twitch.tv slash robots radio there are other shows that you can watch as well and if uh if i can get my migraines under control i will try to be streaming on those other nights as well when i'm not doing shows but we'll see how that goes but thanks for everybody for uh joining us and we will be back next week on monday see you guys next time have a good week see ya In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.